Papa's writing from way back, before I could write on my own. I like Ma's writing more. When she writes, it's like the words seep out onto the page already perfect. I push my fingers over Ma's letters, breathing them in like the smells from my shell. Tomorrow, when she's better, I'll show Ma my new picture, and the shell, and tell her again about the night sea and its treasures. I'll tell her every little bit and listen to her laugh and watch her smile. When I untangle my legs and whisper that it's just about breakfast time and does she want to come eat, I see her eyes open a bit and the smile start on her lips. Just little longer, ne? she says in her English that never sounds right. I'm not hungry much, Subi, love. Ma's never hungry much. The last time she ate a full meal and didn't just peck at her food was when I was only nineteen fence diamonds high. I remember, because that was on Queenie's birthday, and Ma always measures us on our birthdays. By now, I am at least twenty-one or twenty-two, or maybe even twenty-two and a half high. I haven't been measured in a while. Ma's never hungry much, but I'm always hungry. Eli, he reckons I must be going through a growth spurt. Eli lives in family tent four with some other families because his family isn't here. Eli and I used to be in the same tent, family tent three, but then the jackets made him move. They do that sometimes. But there are 47 people in family four and only 42 in family three so I don't know why they did. And it doesn't matter that Eli's older than me by more than Queenie is. He's my best friend, and we tell each other everything there ever is to tell. Eli says we're more than best friends. We're brothers. Eli's probably right about that growth spurt, because today, after Eli and I have got our lunch, I'm still hungry, even though I was given an extra big scoop in my bowl. You need to be strong to look after your mother, yes? The man serving us said. I nodded, because I wanted the extra scoop. But I don't know what looking after he was talking about. Eli leaned over and said, If you want to be strong, the last thing you should eat is this food. But my mouth was already watering just looking at that bowl. We've had food shortages for the last four days, and have only been getting half scoops so there was no way Eli was going to put me off. When I finished my lunch, I looked down the rest of the long table at the others scrunched over their bowls and the standing eaters by the wall. But no one looks like they might want to give up their food, not even after someone pulls what looks like a bit of plastic from their mouth. They just spoon through their mush more carefully. Ma tells me never to look too closely at the food. And whenever I find flies or worms, she says I'm extra lucky because they give me protein. Once I even found a human tooth in my rice. Hey, Ma, is this lucky too? I asked. And Ma looked at it and said, If you needing tooth. She laughed a long time at her own joke, longer than it was really worth in my opinion. Eli sees me looking and slides his half-full bowl over. You crazy boy. 
No normal person could want more of this crap. He says it extra loud, too, and the jackets watching take a step nearer, their hands on their sticks, just in case we didn't know already what happens if we cause a fuss in the food tent. But we're lucky, Soup, because today's food is only twelve days past its use-by date. Eli points to the empty tubs over by the kitchen, his voice even louder. The food in my stomach starts to churn as I watch those jackets eye each other, waiting on a signal that Eli's gone too far. What's your guess, then? I ask back. Eli must have heard my voice wobble, just that bit, because he stops staring at the jackets and turns to me instead. Dog, he whispers. Definitely dog. It's a game Eli taught me. Guess the food. Mostly, the food is brown and mushed.